This is Brain Diet, episode 172, Self-Improvement, When to Dive In and When to Quit. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Happy beginning of summer. I know that schools have different times that they get out, but typically this time of year is just the general finishing of school. So happy beginning of summer. Today, The day that this podcast will be released is the last day to use code SUMMER in all caps to get $50 off a nutrition audit. So I've been talking about these in a number of different places, but what I offer is for those that are familiar with how I work, I coach one-on-one with people and I develop uh, unique and personalized programs for these people based on their goals and they can be um, super awesome and intensive and, and really great. And some people are like, man, I could really use some help with my weight and health goals, but I don't feel like I need an entire program. So that's why I offer nutrition audits where I include in this a comprehensive nutritional assessment. And then after you send me all of that info, we have a 60-minute call where we go over everything and we plan and we strategize. And then I send you a follow-up with a detailed strategy plan of what we discuss. And then you get four weeks of unlimited support um, from me via Marco Polo and or Voxer. And so if you are someone that wants just a little bit of help and guidance and some personalization to your approach to how you're eating based on whatever goals that you have for yourself, then I highly recommend signing up for one of these. And in honor of summer kicking off, that is why I am offering a discount code here. So it is again, code SUMMER uh, in all caps, S-U-M-M-E-R. And today's the last day that it will apply and we'll give you $50 off of this nutrition audit. So be sure to check that out if that sounds like something that would be interesting or useful to you. What we are talking about today is self-improvement. When when do we dive into the world of self-improvement? And when do we quit? Because sometimes there can be a lot of emotions involved in it. And so how can we distinguish between, oh, this is good for me, this is a good type of challenge versus this isn't good for me, I shouldn't be working on myself in this way or trying to pursue improvement in this way. And as I have been in the world of self-improvement, mental health, coaching um, for you know a good couple of years now, I have seen a vacillation in my clients and in myself for what self-improvement means. And some people will say, I've seen online people say, it's okay to take a break from self-improvement. And this is really what got me thinking about today's episode is that, of course, it's okay to take a break from self-improvement, but that phrase alone is going to be subjective based on what you define self-improvement to mean. And things that we take a break from oftentimes 
are things that are at our own expense. When you say it's okay to take a break from self-improvement, it implies that doing it is challenging, which in a way, self-improvement often can be, but at your own expense. We take breaks from things that are working against us in some way. For example, one thing that comes to mind is if you follow the world of CrossFit, it's full of all of these extraordinary athletes who are so amazing at what they do and so fun to watch just what they can do with their bodies. And there's one particular athlete, her name's Haley Adams, and she's been uh, in the CrossFit world for quite some time. And she posted recently that she was taking a step back from the CrossFit Games this year. And it was just due to CrossFit not being what it used to be for her. It used to be something that was so fun. And it sounds like it was beginning to take a toll on her mental health. And thus she decided I'm going to take a break. This is no longer something that's good for me. This is no longer improvement that is for me. Rather, it's improvement that is at my own expense, right? It seems like she's been getting better every year and she's been getting stronger every year. But though she got stronger within the last year, it sounds like it was at her own expense. Thus, she sounds like she made a really empowered decision in taking a break, which I would imagine would be very difficult, but it sounds like it was the best decision for her. She is one of the best athletes in the world, but she had something that was ultimately working against her, even though she was technically improving. And so in her case, self-improvement was quitting. Improving herself, improving her life was quitting and not pushing harder. So we don't inherently take breaks from things that are good for us, naturally. For example, we don't take breaks from drinking water. We know that generally speaking, water is very good and very important for just about all of us. And though at times it can be challenging to drink more water, it can be challenging to to consume more if maybe you aren't normally accustomed to it, it is generally a good thing. And so we don't take a break from a place of this is working against me. Drinking water is working against me. Because that's water's never going to do that to you. I mean, I guess it could if you like drink too much, right? There's obviously that kind of thing. But for something that within a reasonable boundary is inherently good for us, it's not something that we would go, man, you know what? I just need a break. I need a break from drinking water. Because <laughs> the second we take a break from something that's good for us, that alone works against us. If we didn't drink water, then it would work against us. It would be at our expense to take a break from something that's inherently good. So... There are things that are good for us and there are things that work against us. Now, that's not going to be universal in definition. What is good for us can change over time as it did with this CrossFit athlete, Haley Adams. And different phases of life will bring different definitions of what is good, of what challenges in our life work to our advantage versus work to our disadvantage, work against us, work uh, at our expense. I have had phases in my life where challenging myself to exercise more, even though it's a challenge, has been inherently good for me. And in the moment, even though it's difficult and, and finding the way with young kids, even though it was difficult, it was challenging in a way that helped me have better days. It helped me feel better mentally. And it helped me function at a much more comfortable level 
Whereas there have also been seasons in my life where exercising less has actually been what was best for me. Exercising less was a form of improvement. And that was challenging because maybe I was really used to exercising so much. And so scaling back a little bit was challenging. But regardless, scaling back my exercise at certain seasons in my life has been a form of self-improvement. So whether it's been exercising more or less, both have been phases for me that have helped me improve myself and become a better human. What is good for you and what will help you improve is going to be very unique. And this is probably the key to this idea of when to dive into self-improvement and when to quit is in the world of self-help, in the literature and online, perhaps we develop the idea that what is good for us is an objective milestone. For example, we think that self-improvement is objectively reading more books, being a better mom, doing more projects, doing more just in general. I think sometimes we think for me to be better, I can't sit on the couch, eat chips and watch a show. There's no way that is self-improvement for me because I must be doing more in order to improve myself. And that is one of the lies about self-improvement that I think can lead us to saying, I need to take a break from trying to improve myself. Because the way that I look at it is sometimes self-improvement is doing more, no doubt about it. But other times self-improvement is being kind to yourself, is learning to be kind to yourself when you're not doing more. Sometimes self-help and self-improvement is learning how to procrastinate less, for example. And sometimes self-improvement is learning how to accept that you procrastinate and that's okay. Sometimes you can improve so much in accepting how you are versus trying to be something you're not. And going with the example of procrastination, if someone naturally just procrastinates, if that's just kind of their style and they are constantly beating themselves up about it, being angry with themselves about it, it would be a drastic improvement to say, you know what? This is how I do things. I procrastinate and I'm going to have my back and it's going to be okay. And we're going to be there at the last minute and I'm going to be like, it's all right, we got this. No big deal. We're going to get this done and we're going to move on. And I'm not going to be mad at myself for procrastinating. And I think that this is one of the key messages that I want you to take away from this is sometimes self-improvement is not changing yourself. It is accepting yourself as you are and letting that be okay. Maybe you do procrastinate. What if that doesn't have to be a problem? It would feel so much better. You would live so much of a more peaceful life if you just accepted yourself versus procrastinating and then trying to change yourself and then being mad at yourself for not changing. Sometimes just the acceptance of who you are is a huge way to empower yourself and to live a life that's more authentic and peaceful without so much mental drama. Sometimes self-improvement, self-help is listening to podcasts that challenge you and really make you think. I go through different phases where I love to listen to coaching podcasts, nutrition podcasts, CrossFit podcasts, where I am just listening constantly to scientific information or mental health data or, or tools or things where I just want to dive in. I want to listen to it all the time. And then sometimes self-improvement is choosing to just listen to podcasts that make you laugh instead. 
And I've, I've, I've gone between these two phases a lot over the last couple of years where sometimes I'm like, okay, I want to learn. I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to make myself think. And other times I'm like, man, my bandwidth is a little bit thin right now. And I've done a lot of thinking. I've done a lot of challenging myself in other areas. And I don't need another podcast to make me think. What I need right now is to laugh. And for me, that is a form of self-improvement because instead of trying to push myself beyond my limit, to push myself further under the guise of the idea that I should be doing more in order to be better, instead, I look at it from a perspective of how can I meet myself where I'm at and love myself more? How can I be kinder to myself? Because the kinder I am to myself, the more improved I become. And I think that self-improvement, when the underlying factor is kindness and love, then you can never go wrong. Someone that pushes themselves beyond their limits and past what they are mentally, physically, and emotionally capable of, that is not kind. And at that point, that's where you say, I just need a break from this. I need a break from this self-improvement because really all that it's being fueled by is very uncomfortable and very painful. Of course, you would need a break from that. If you were trying to improve yourself by pushing yourself past your limits and coming from a space of, I need to be better, I need to be doing more, that is a very painful place to exist. Thus, it would make sense why you're like, man, I need a break from this because that isn't inherently good for you. But if you are being kind to yourself, that might mean challenging yourself at times and other times it might be saying, hey, we need to scale back and just be still for a minute and I'm going to be really nice to myself about that. That is motivated by something that feels good. That will never be at your expense when you are doing something that is kind, even if it's challenging. So self-improvement doesn't mean you always have to be improving at something. It does not mean you always have to be doing more necessarily. I think what it is, is learning to be kinder to yourself and learning to challenge yourself within the bandwidth that you have available. Because maybe sometimes self-improvement is allowing yourself to regress, get weaker, or lose steam, as it was the case for Haley Adams. Now, I don't want to say that she's even going to regress or get weaker. In fact, she might do the opposite. I don't know. But in terms of her competitive goals and history, I would imagine she had some really substantial ones for the CrossFit Games this year. And I'm sure there had to be kind of a shift in her mind. And Maybe there will be, you know, different levels of strength for her, but that type of slowing down, I hope for her sake, and I would imagine why she made the decision, it will be to her benefit. Self-improvement should never be at your expense. And if it is, you're doing it wrong because you aren't improving. You are actually harming yourself. So it can't even be called self-improvement. Self-improvement should be something that improves your life now and later. So something that is kind to yourself now and maybe sometimes challenging in that later you get to reap the benefit of the challenge that you have overcome. But sometimes it's quitting something. Sometimes it's accepting your flaws instead of working to change them. And I hesitate to even use the word flaw because it doesn't have to be a flaw. It's just accepting who you are instead of trying to change it unsuccessfully. Sometimes it's getting rid of self-help books versus buying more. Sometimes that in and of itself is self-improvement. What matters is why. Is it something that you are doing to be kind to yourself? So how does this play into self-improvement that is challenging? 
And I want to reference, uh, I believe it was last week's episode that I talked about stress. I think I titled it, How Stress Affects Your Health. And in it, I go into detail about how we need stress. We literally, in order to grow and to become stronger, we need stress. And I'll give you the example of an immune system. In order for us to bolster and develop a more robust immune system, we need to have challenge within it by being exposed to viruses and getting sick and getting down first before we can be up higher. Stress is something that's really important for us to develop resilience and for us to get stronger. The same thing applies to muscular strength. If we are not putting them under stress, if we are not challenging them, then they will have no reason to grow and get stronger. So self-improvement is a way for us to get stronger via challenging things. It's extraordinarily transformative to challenge ourselves. However, We need to stop challenging ourselves when it gets outside of our ability to recover. So in terms of the body, when it is put under stress, it is incredibly useful for us to get stronger. We need that stress. However, part of the stress response cycle that our body goes through is we go into the, we have the stressor, we're exposed to it. We go into alarm phase. We're going to face this. We got to do this. And then we go into kind of like a management, we're going to figure this out. And then we go into a recovery phase where we're like, okay, let's assess the damage. Let's see what we got to fix. We got to, you know, make these muscles stronger. We got to make these immune system cells, you know, more robust. We got to do all these things. Thus, we're going to do it. So we'll be stronger the next time we're faced with another stressor. And this recovery part of the stress response happens when we're sleeping. It happens when we are resting post you know, workout, for example. And if we do not have adequate support to that phase of the stress response, then those stressors simply become things that work against us. Those stressors then actually do not help us get stronger. They end up making us weaker in whatever way that stressor is coming at us. And so we have to be very aware of what our limits are and what our realm of recovery is. I encourage challenging yourself always just for the sake of of growing and changing and seeing what you are made of. But there are times where challenge can mean a huge spectrum of things. For example, a challenge for someone might be a marathon. And that's amazing if that is a challenge for someone to train and to to perform at a marathon, like to be able to actually finish it. Other times, the challenge is to walk outside. Like I know that some mothers, for example, that have had babies, um, I've had a few friends that have been like, okay, I'm going to have a baby and then I want to run this marathon in eight months. So I'm going to train while I have this new baby and that's going to be my goal is to run this marathon. And that's an amazing challenge, no doubt about it. For some people, that would be like, you know what? This is going to be hard, but it's going to be really good for me. And I'm going to be motivated and it will challenge me and my body, but it's something that will help me, that will be enjoyable to me, even though it's challenging. And other people, if they had that challenge for themselves after having a baby, it would be challenging at their expense because some babies sleep more than others. Mine, not sleep. They did not sleep. Thank you, children, for the years of not sleeping. And so for me, if I would have tried to train for a marathon post-baby, 
it might have been beyond my ability to recover because I was not sleeping very well. And so for me, that type of challenge might not have been the best choice. For others, it might be a great choice. But the bottom line is, is it within your realm to recover from in order to get stronger? Because if anything is at your expense, it's not worth it. It's only going to work against you. So take a break. If something is working against you, if you are not getting stronger on the other side of it, take a break. But if there is something that is within your realm to recover, even if it's just taking a walk outside, yes, it's going to be challenging. This type of improving yourself, going on a walk versus sitting all day, that might be a challenge. But if it is within your realm of recovery, it will be very worth your time. And so before looking at objective ideas of what self-improvement is, doing more, exercising more, losing more weight, getting healthier than everybody else, whatever it might be, Instead, say, what is possible for me today and how can I challenge myself a little bit that I know for sure I have the resources to still recover from? You should never take a break from trying to be kinder to yourself and trying to take better care of yourself, which takes on a vast variety of different meanings. Being kind to yourself, even if you are challenging yourself, will always be in your best interest. But don't challenge yourself beyond that which you are able and beyond that which you are able to recover from. Self-improvement should be like water. It should be something that inherently makes sense for you. Drinking water is going to be good. I don't want to take a a break from drinking water. I want to drink water. It's going to help me. I know it's going to work in my favor all the time. And so for you, what might that be? What types of self-improvement are like drinking water? And that might change, but that's for you to decide. It should always be something that is inherently good for you, even if it's challenging. And sometimes you have to lower the bar. Sometimes you have to really shift how you define challenge, but it will always be in your best interest to challenge yourself when it is coming from kindness and saying, I love you. I know it's going to be hard to get out and go on this walk, but we're going to be okay. We can do this. And on the other side of it, we're going to feel even better than we do now. Take care of yourself. And if there is not kindness motivating however you are challenging yourself, do not do it. It will only work against you. That is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to use code SUMMER to get $50 off of your nutrition audit. Today's the last day. Otherwise, I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.